0: Started. Good morning. My name is Mark Bondrant. I'm CEO. Oh, can you hear it? Sorry, that's much better. Let me start over. Uh, good morning. I'm Mark Bondrant, CEO of Twin Oaks. I'd like to personally welcome you to our session today where you will learn more about how to leverage a WMS to drive efficiency reduce costs, and improve service levels. We have quite a compelling case study presentation today with one of our customers, Natural Life, located in Jacksonville, Florida. We transitioned Natural Life from a Tier 1 WMS to our Twin Oaks system, and Nate Cass, the warehouse manager, will share very specific metrics about the before and after transition, and he will share with you specific details about how he achieved those results. I like to tell people that uh, WMS system, or really any system, is only as good as the people that stand behind it, but that's only half the story. It's really only as good also as the people that stand in front of it, and that's Nate and his team that are using the system on a day-in, day-out basis. What I will tell you is they have done an outstanding job of embracing the system, leveraging technology, and really taking advantage of everything the system has to offer, and they've even helped us make the system better. Under Nate's guidance and leadership, and maybe a little help from Twin Oaks, uh, Nate has turned the warehouse into a rock star at Natural Life. Without further delay, I'll turn the presentation over to Nate.
1: All right, good morning. How are you? All right, so who we are, we are Natural Life. Uh, But before I really start talking about who Natural Life is, um, my name is Nate Cass. I am um, married. I've been married for 11 years. been with my wife for 15 years. I've got three beautiful babies and I got one on the way. So besides, you know, being a warehouse manager, I'm also a daddy and a husband. So I'm real. Okay. There's a lot of crazy going on in the cast household. All right. So natural life. A lot of people are like, natural life? What's natural life? Is that like vitamins? And no, we're not vitamins. We're not essential oils. We're not any of that stuff. But what natural life is, it's a, um, chic, boho, giftware, home decor, apparel type company. Um, so Natural Life was founded by our own owner, uh, Patty Hughes, in 1996 in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. So we are from Jacksonville. We are a local company to Jacksonville. Ponte Vedra is about 40 minutes away from where the warehouse is. Um, she started with these little magnets selling them at trade shows and craft shows and then fast forward to 2020 we have a 40,000 square foot warehouse there's about 125 130 people that work for the company now Um, so this is just a a picture of one of the catalogs that we have all right so there are three different profiles to what natural life is our b2c is our retail so if you just go to naturallife.com that's what you will be considered. Um, Our wholesale is uh, like the mom and pop boutiques all over. I think we're in about 5,000 boutiques over all of the uh, United States. We've got some stores in, or we have some uh, wholesalers in Puerto Rico. Um, They're just, we're we're all over. Um, And then our key accounts. Our key accounts are a lot of our higher volume um, business. So like Nordstrom, Wegmans up in the Northeast, uh, Ron John in Florida, um, Bells. So we're in a lot of um, MarMax, like the TJ Maxx, Hobby Lobby, uh, Mardell over in Oklahoma. So we're in a lot of those uh, those stores. Um, The difference between a lot of these um, is really B2C is where we're trying to push a lot of our business. Obviously, Amazon is changing the world for everybody. So we've got A lot of, um, trying to make sure we're focusing on our our turnaround, making sure everybody gets their stuff very quickly. Um, The WMS has really helped out with that. Um, So, all right, so kind of like what I talked about already, the apparel, the home decor, um, mugs, glass trays. We have over 2,000 items. Uh, We got last SKU count was like 2,400 SKUs, different SKUs um, different varieties of, you know, mugs, uh, they're, one of the things, so the apparel, one of the hottest items that we have right now are jumpsuits. Um, jumpsuits, we have sweaters, we sell stockings, so it's, it's a little bit of absolutely everything. And sorry, gentlemen, there's not much for us on this website. Um, all right, so just a, a quick overview of where we've been over the last four years, going into the fifth year. So in 2015, we shipped just under um, a million lines. That was for the entire company. In um, 2015 is when Natural Life started with a 3PL. Um, and then, so the next year, it was 11, or 1.1 million lines, and then after that, it was 1.4. And so each year, you can see there's a gradual growth Obviously, you know, with sales growing, um, learning the WMS, a lot of um, different variables went into this. But you can just clearly see there was, you know, a, a fifteen to twenty percent increase every single year. Um, and at the time of when we had to submit this presentation in 2019, we were at one point, you know, six uh, million lines, but we ended the the uh, 2019 at 1.8 so just in our fourth quarter that's where a lot of our um, sales come from is December Um, you know we we shipped out almost 1.8 million lines and what a line is is on an order you know one SKU so say you order a mug a a dish tray and a shirt that's three different lines Um, our B2C's they average about three lines per order Um, our B2B our wholesalers They average anywhere from like 25 to 45. Some of our key accounts, they do hundreds, um, you know, trying to get that volume in there. All right, so this is just, uh, you know, comparing apples to apples from the 3PL that we were at and then, you know, what we're doing now. So we were in contract logistics with this, this 3PL and the contract was from the beginning of 2015 to the end of 2017. So um, it was a tier one WMS. Uh, we had conveyor over there, um, gravity flow racks. And if you don't know what gravity flow racks are, um, the front of the racks are lower than the back side of the racks. And the reason that we do that is for our replenishments. So uh, in our pick modules, our pickers are the only ones that go up and down the pick modules. And the back of the aisles are where the drivers go. So um, you know, so we're not having any of the pedestrian traffic at the same place as uh, the equipment. Um, and then it just flows down. So, you know, when you pull one master out, the next one behind it um, falls in. Um, wireless devices, we used um, the Symbol RF guns at, um, at the 3PL, and we were only 20,000 square feet. Uh, so what we're at now, uh, so we started in October of 2017. Um, with the Twin Oaks WMS, we have another conveyor, um, more gravity flow racks, um, different wearable or er, um, wireless devices. We have the wearable that goes on the arm with the Bluetooth scanner. We've got the View6 glasses that we use. Um, phones are in the work to replace the wearable glasses um, with Bluetooth scanners. Um, and then we have 40,000 square feet now. All right, so here are a few of the uh, the issues that we had when we were at the 3PL. Um, picking errors, orders turnaround, around. We could not keep up during peak season. Um, we it was a struggle. All right, uh, inventory accuracy. This was huge because we had a lot because we had half the footprint we have now. A lot of mixed skew pallets, um, which created all kinds of nightmares for some of our drivers, our inventory, our cycle counters, uh, because stuff would get pushed behind other pallets, pallets would get lost. The put away drivers would put it up uh, where it was, I'm gonna find an empty spot and put it in it instead of like a directed put away. Um, Charge due to some of the key accounts. Obviously key accounts, they have different routing guides, different um, requirements for ticketing. So that's what we call a, a vast, Those are our VAS customers, value-added service. So we do a lot of ticketing up front before it gets to them so that they can just get it, they inbound it, and then they put it right up on their racks instead of, you know, inbounding it on their side, taking it into the store, in the back of the store, and then ticketing it. Obviously, that comes with a price, but it's one of those things that we do um, and Yankee Candle is a huge one that I just thought about in Virginia. The, they, send, they, they are a huge customer of ours and that's one of the customers that we ticket. Um, but anyway, chargebacks um, for not meeting cancel dates. Obviously, the, you know the, these people have um, ship windows that we want to try to make sure that we, we hit. Um, interface issues, so missing orders. So the way that the tier one WMS would work with our system at the home office in uh, in Ponte Vedra is it would do EDI shipments, um, and they would get hung up all the time. Um, and so we would have to run reports, and we'd have to try to find all these orders and then obviously try to invoice them on our side before the credit card declines or the credit card holds, authorizations get dropped. So it was a real big issue um, with us trying to make sure that you know, we're getting paid for the orders that have already shipped out. Um, shipping process was slow we at, at the 3PL we had to the way it was set up is the boxes would come down the pack line and my shipper would have to measure the boxes uh, after a while you know we, we had quite a few containers that we had to ship so they you know knew hey this is a twenty twenty ten, 2010 this is a 18 15 18 um, but they had to manually key in the measurements and then you know we had a scale So they had to manually key in all of that stuff for every single box that came down the pack line. Um, And then it would rate compare, it was through FedEx, and then we had a, um, our post office was going through Indicia. Um, So when we keyed everything into the ship manager in FedEx, it would pop up and we would see, oh, this box is 12 bucks through FedEx, or, you know, $9 through USPS. So we would choose, all right, so we're gonna choose this one. So we had to do that, you know, manually key in all the dimensions, and um, essentially my my uh, my shipper would have to, you know, choose which one was better. Um, because we were at the 3PL, like it was very expensive and time-consuming to try to make any changes that we wanted. Because obviously, you know, when Natural Life wanted changes, and you know they said, hey, we want these changes, then it had to go through a huge long process of you know, making sure that, hey, is this going to be beneficial for the 3PL and natural life? So, um, and the returns process was a very, very manual, slow process. Um, I did these quite often when we got behind, where I would sit there with an RF gun and, you know, I had a, a box and do the return um, and then manually, you know, manually key in each item that came back and then you know we would put that on a smart sheet and send it back to the off or to, back to natural life's office and then they would have to issue the credit it was just a really big nightmare all right so and this is the timeline for when we decided to go to our own warehouse um so i keep saying you know 3pl and our warehouse so i was the warehouse manager at the 3pl so it's very you know, not common that they keep that, but it, it worked out for me, so here we are. Um, so in 2017 is when um, the contract was ending at the end of the year. So Natural Life had to make a decision, hey, are we going to stay with the 3PL or are we going to do our own thing? Um, I knew that there were a lot of you know, back and forth with everything, um, but Natural Life decided to um, exit the 3PL in January of 2017. Um, where we are in Jacksonville, obviously, there it's a, a very, very warehouse-heavy um, industry, and so there, were, one of the things that they were looking for is you know a building that could sustain what they thought the growth was going to be. Um, so we moved from the three PL to our new warehouse, and it was only like four miles down the road, so it made it real easy. We weren't moving across the uh, the city. Um, so anyway, in January they decided to. Go ahead and um, leave the 3PL in March. They signed a new lease at a warehouse that's right down the street, um, and then we began to set up the new warehouse in June. Um, the current tenant was still there until June, so we really couldn't, you know, get in there and do what we wanted to do. Um, so in June they were out, and we started moving racks around, peeling off labels because they left some of their racks. My um, assistant manager had a bunch of bloody knuckles from scraping all of the uh, the labels off. So, um, and then so in between June and October, this is when we started really trying to figure out what was going to be the best way for us to get all of our freight over into the new warehouse. So, um, we got with planning, our planning department, and say, hey, you know, we have all this ex- you know, all this bulk. What can you know we ship out? Uh, what do we need to leave here at this warehouse or what can we move to the new warehouse so you know, we can start you know, thinning everything out over here because we, you know, we have the space over there, you know, we don't have the space here. So essentially what we did with the move is they said, hey, you know, send these 25 SKUs over to the warehouse. So um, we got with one of our local um, freight companies, Averitt, and they, you know, we would call them, say, hey, we got a trailer load for you. Pull it and you know to go drop it, and then Jim had a team over at the um, the new warehouse. They would unload it. They would count everything uh, because they didn't want to go off of what we had, what counts we had at uh, the three PL. So uh, you know, data, uh, data, data. Um, you know, it's only good. You know, trash in, trash out. So we wanted to make sure that what we put in the new WMS was was good. Um, so we counted it, and then. You know towards the the end of um, you know, September we just you know really started chipping more and more and more over there um, so when we shut down we didn't shut down the warehouse but for one day for this whole move um, Wednesday the week or the week that we moved Wednesday uh, Natural Life stopped sending us orders So we had Wednesday and Thursday to clean up all the orders. Friday, we shut down any kind of production, and it was essentially just all hands on deck, get everything out, because we had to be out by the Sunday. Um, And then we got everything. Fast forward all through that weekend. It was long hours and crazy counting. Um, But we started shipping, started testing the shipping on that Monday. Um, So there really wasn't much downtime. It was just that one day. All right, so... um, WMS to ERP live integration. This is essentially just all of the data points that continuously flow straight to um, our ERP. Um, All the orders go straight there, so we don't have to worry about anything hanging up. The shipping, the invoices, accounting was very happy about all of this. Um, The planning department and uh, the people that handle all the inventory, um, they were very happy about like, we could adjust something right now and then a minute later, they would be able to see, oh yeah, thanks for doing that adjustment, thanks for cleaning that up. Um, the material handling equipment, so we now have a laser curtain that gives all of our dimensions. Um, and that same, where the, the dimensions are measured via the laser curtain, is also a scale. Um, you guys will see a video of that here shortly. Um, so all of that would is read into the WMS as soon as the, the package goes over. Um, we've got diverters. Um, where it kicks it down certain belts to where, if anything's going LTL, uh, if anything needs to be shipped via a certain routing guide for one of our key accounts, um, it, it, it all gets separated, um, and then WMS, the, um, the web API. So address validation, the way that the WMS is set up now is as the office pushes us orders, and then when we import them into the warehouse, it automatically gets a um, an address check on UPS's website to make sure that it's good. U- USPS's um, website, and then by the time it gets to the warehouse, all the addresses have essentially been cleaned up. Some you know skirt through there, but night and day difference. Um, shipping, as soon as something ships it invoices, um, and then the rate shopping. Since we're not keying in dimensions we have the WMS that is set up to where um, it rate shops for us already when it gets put in to the, when it gets brought into the system so that when it gets to the shipper, all the shipper is doing is scanning the PID, our little uh, package identification label and then it spits out the label, we slap it on and push it right down the belt all right, so this is our, um, our. You can see this is our scale right here, but I don't know if you guys can see it. This is one of the lasers. So we have one right here with an X right here, and then there's one here, and then one on the back side. And this is what is catching all of the dimensions, and it's reading the barcode as it's going through that reads all that information back to our WMS. So as each one of these goes through, um, you can see that it's going through there. By the time it gets to our shipper, everything's in there and he just scans it and sends it down. And then this right here, you can see that this one right here was probably going to an LTL shipment or needed a routing guide. So that's why it went right down the other one. And then this is how quick all the shipping is. So there's not keying any inventions in, we're just scanning it, slabbing it, and sending it right down the belt. All right, so inventory accuracy, obviously, you know, we went to single skew pallets at the new warehouse. Obviously we had the space. Um, That has helped out tremendously with our inventory. I don't have the CFO or the uh, planning manager, you know, hey Nate, I need you to look at this one. Hey Nate, I need you to look at this one. Hey Nate, what's going on with this one? You know, so it has increased dramatically and it's been great. Um, Ship station processing, obviously you guys just witnessed how quick the shipping is. Um, The dimensions um, for these, so, UPS credits our account every single month because our dimensions are so accurate. We got we had somebody from UPS come out and say, "Hey, you know, this is a cool machine. Like, are you sure it's doing what it says it's doing?" And so we were like, "Hey, why don't you get us the vendor that you guys use to do your six-sided check?" And we ordered uh, calibration boxes that were actually the same ones that they use at their facilities that um, check the dimensions and everything. Um, and so they actually credit our account because our dimensions are so accurate. Um, and then we have our PIDs on each one of those boxes that we send down, so everything goes in uh, in a query for us, so that we can say, nope, you know, on this day right here, we did the, ca- you know, we everything was straight, everything was good. And then we c- we've been able to fight a lot of our freight, you know, charges from UPS on, you know, them, um, you know, overcharging us or saying, hey, no, this was this one, no, everything is right. All right, so this is our dashboard that we use very, very, very regularly. Um, you can't really see some of the things, but so this right here um, is total orders, and then so each one of these is a different color, which is a different piece of the pie. Um, we have um, orders that haven't been brought into the warehouse yet, um, orders that are still need to be batched and released to the warehouse, um, the, the orders that are in picking, um, some that are in Picking Packing, some of the orders that have uh, multiple boxes to where they're only in, uh, in Picking right now, that have had some that go to Packing, um, some of the orders that are being packed, so the order is completely being picked, done being picked and it's in Packing, um, LTL Routing, all the orders that are waiting for uh, customers to say, hey, send it this way, or we're waiting on cancel dates if we work ahead. Um, and then uh, orders that have been shipped today. Um, and what's cool about this is you can click on some of those colors at the top and it eliminates them out of the pie. So you can dig down in deeper, like if I don't, I don't care about the orders that haven't been brought into the warehouse or the ones that have shipped, I wanna know like what's actually active right now. So I would take out the LTL um, routing ones and just see and then um, it'll tell you like how many orders or how many lines on each one of these, which is really cool. Um, you know, we, the, the total containers is really neat because we can see where the bottleneck is, is, you know, the, is packing way behind because the conveyor belt is wrapped around with all kinds of boxes. Um, so it's really cool just to be able to quantify and see, like, a visual, like, what is going on out there in the warehouse. Alright, so this is how we waive all of our orders. Um, so after they get brought in from what we call the TPL pool so it's essentially the office sent them we just have not brought them into the warehouse yet Um, we can do Um, By different class of trade. So if I just wanted to look at the B2Cs, if I just wanted to bring the B2Cs in to batch those, I could do that. Um, By priorities, like uh, the office deems some orders rush orders so that they have to go out today. We have to, you know, we can, that's a different priority. We can do by zones. So say we're coming up on Mother's Day um, and we're going to be cutting off, you know, UPS Surepost. So we want to make sure that everything on the West Coast gets shipped out before a certain day because we're obviously on the east coast so we want to make sure that all of their stuff gets batched first and worked first Um, and we can do that we can do it um, you know by the time when it comes into the warehouse so say you know cyber monday we want to try to get make sure everything that came in saturday night gets batched first and then sunday before we batch the stuff that came in monday morning Um, so we can you know really prioritize the way that it all comes in All right, so this right here is one of my picking leads' favorite things that we have. Um, so this right here, you can see um, like all of the pickers that we have, and then how many picks they have, how many boxes, how many orders that they can start, um, how many boxes are available for them, meaning like they've been passed to them, um, you know how many back orders, how many restocks or discrepancies, so that helps them uh, alert the cycle counter or you know really get with the replan drivers and say, Hey, where's my product? Um, and then what's really cool is this right here this is a heat map, all right? So it shows where all of the work is. So you can see like PA um, 01, two, or 2, 3, and 4 have a lot of work, you know, PB. So I can tell just by looking at this, this is these are new sweaters. These are blankets and heating pads just because I know. (laughs) And so what our picking lead would do is, because our zones are dynamic, this person that's in B, he would move them, or the B picker rather, he would move them closer to the A picker so that the A picker can just work on his starts. Just get the order started, just get the order started because, you know, he doesn't have, like, He's got three or four orange areas. So it's one of those things like, we can visually see where everything's at, so that we can move the workforce to where the work is. All right, so our order turnaround. Obviously this is huge, and Amazon has done this to all of us. All right, so when we were at the 3PL, um, the average order turnaround was 5.3 days. All right. That's just to get out of the facility. And then you had three or four days in shipping, which is just not a very good customer experience. Um, So then when we moved to the new warehouse, um, you know, it went down to 2.54, but obviously this is just the fourth quarter's results. Obviously we're backed up from, um, we didn't ship a lot of our key accounts. This has Christmas time, because that's when a lot of our stuff is done. So the number is is a little higher than we liked. Um, but you can see in 2018, we, we found our stride and we were just going through it and then 2019, it just got even better. Um, and that's just because we have control of the work that comes in. We are able to see where all the work is that we're trying to get through. All right, so with the new WMS, it has really helped us to minimize picking errors because um, it tells us we've got a master case, we've got an inner pack, we've got a how pack, which is like a min pack. It's a how pack because that's how it's packed. Um, and then a, uh, and an each. and each one of those is what the order would call for and what would go to the, um, the employee's gun, say, hey, I need one each of this or I need two how packs of this. Um, so um, it tells and it tells us where. Like there's a visual cue of like where it is in the bay, um, on the glasses it's got a visual cue of like what the item looks like, which is really cool. Um, automated restock with high priority. This is one of those where we have min maxes set up on our replenishment. So obviously when you know orders cannot advance if the um, the pick face does not have the inventory. So. Um, we've got the min max and if we're just blowing through some mugs you know there's 20 mugs and a, a master so if we have orders that are just calling for them um, you know they they the repo the drivers don't have enough time to get there so when it um, when the picker hits you know f7 for replin it goes automatically to the top of the gun so the replin driver that's their next uh, their next transaction Um like I said, the visual cues on the glasses. With the glasses, there's voice commands as well that are that is really neat. Um, so the, there's different pick methods that we can use. Um, rush picking, you know, I kind of talked on that, the ones that need to go out, the expedited orders. Uh, we have cart picking to where um, we can do group picking. Dynamic zone, I talked about how, you know, we can move the people to the work. Uh, waveless, which is where it's a, it's a company control to where we can set it up and say, hey, any orders that come in that... Um, will fit on this cart. Um, we put in the cart dimensions and it automatically pushes it to that cart and then our picking lead sees that there's you know, a group batch. He knows that, hey, that goes straight to a cart. Um, and then the mini pick aisle, which has really been a huge blessing for us. Uh, so the mini pick aisle is when, like say Wegmans, every year Wegmans, they order, they have 85 orders that are 25 lines you know, and so what we do is we take all that, we get the batch summary, and we set up a mini pick aisle, which is, instead of sending all 85 of these orders out to, you whoopsie, know, into the whole gambit of what the pick aisle is, we separate it and create a mini pick line. So you know, we have 25 items over here on this one aisle, and we can put one or two people on that, and they just blow through it so quickly and it has been amazing and then you don't have to worry about the replen drivers going over there every 10 minutes after we wipe out some of these items so it has just been a huge blessing on working with some of these key accounts that we know send the same exact order with the same exact eaches and the same exact items just to get through them all um, one of the things that's been awesome is when we were at the 3PL there was 15 different steps to pick one item it's, it's crazy. So it would tell us where we were going. And then when we got there, it told us what we were gonna pick. And then we scanned the, the location. And then it said, hey, you're gonna pick one of these. And then it said, now scan the each of this. And then so it was just like 15 different steps for one. So the way, the, um, what we do now is we scan the box when it comes to our, se- uh, our section, our zone. When we scan it, it says all of the information. It tells you what you're gonna pick, or it tells you the item, where it is, which eat or which uh, G10 you're going to be scanning, so you scan that and then you scan and it tells you what PID you're putting it in. So essentially, like, it's all right there on one screen. Visual, it's, it's all right there, which has really uh, gone to a lot of our success. All right, so this is picking with the glasses. It's all hands-free. You have you know the scanner on your hand, which is good because then you know you can just do. Whoops. Sorry. There we go. All right, so I just started this box right here, and this is what it looks like. So you can see the bin, the item, the skew, what you're going to pick, and now it's telling me, like, where it is in the pick line and in that bay of where it is. So I didn't touch the glasses. I didn't do anything, I was talking. I just said, you know, open for you know uh, starting a box. And then I scan the item and then it says close box. And so I say close and then send it right down our line. All right, so this is obviously what gets me real giddy right here. All right, the production standpoint. All right, the average lines picked per hour has improved 174%. It's crazy, all right? So at the 3PL, we averaged 45 lines an hour all right, per picker. Now we're averaging 78 and a half, which has been huge. All right, I had 17, 18 people. I've got 11 now. It's obviously, you know, we always try to get more out with less, but it's still one of those things, like it, it's proven right here that it is beautiful. Um, I've got one employee that was picking on an eight hour shift and did a hundred and average. This is an average for eight hours. So we have two 15-minute breaks worked in here too. So it's really, you know, seven and a half hours of picking. And she averaged 171 lines per hour for that day. Um, new pickers start. I know like we don't have a lot of turnover in our warehouse, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but when we do bring on temps to, you know, try to ramp up for some of the peak season, um, the pickers start on day one. Um, they do two to four hours of job shadow, and then, you know, we, we talk to the trainers, hey, are they ready to go? What do you think? And then, you know, it's like, no, they need some more time or whatever. Um, but they do two hours of shadow, and then they do two hours of the actual, they, they wear the wearable, they've got the Bluetooth scanner, they're doing it, and then when the trainer says, hey, you know, they're good to go. We put the trainer right next to them, so if they do have any questions, they can ask questions. Um, But day one on board, you know, they watch a video that's 20 minutes long about you know just an overview of what's going on. They're out there with the trainer for you know two to four hours, and then they're picking by lunchtime. It is it's that easy. It's incredible. All right, so. Um, The picking accuracy, obviously, with not having a bunch of buttons to hit or a bunch of screens, like it tells us exactly what to look for, what we're scanning and all that. Um, It really has helped um, with our picking accuracy. Um, Expedited order turnaround at peak season. So this peak season we started this new program called the bypass program to where it comes from our B2C site and it goes straight to our website, or straight to our WMS before it goes to the office. And then it catches up afterwards, but the orders get um, sent straight to us, so we were able to turn it turn it over very quickly. And that happens every hour. So before this bypass, we were getting orders three times a day. Um, you know, once at nine o'clock, once at noon, and then again at two o'clock. And usually the two o'clock batch we would never get to because we were shutting down at two thirty the picker department. Um, so it would just be ready for us the next day. So with this every hour on the hour bypass, like we are constantly feeding the machine is what we call it and just dumping all the work in there so we're not having to move a bunch of people around all the time like we were doing when we were only getting it three times. All right, so packing improvements. All right, so one of the things that we can do now is each packing, each class of trade, so B2B, B2C and our key accounts, they each have their individual customized um packing list um, on the B on the B2c there's a, a barcode that prints out that's specific for that one so if they do have any returns uh, my, my return clerk he just scans it and it pops everything up that's on that order and then he can go ahead and just you know proceed like that um, QC checklist each box gets a QC checklist um, which is what the packers use to make sure that all the orders are correct um, I talked about the integrated return label on the packing list. Um, The ability to print gift messages, all right? So there's a lot of people that have this gift message on their packing list. This is an actual card that's like, you know, it's like a a three by six that it's real natural life-y, and then it's got, like, you can customize it. Like, you can put whatever on there, and we've had some pretty crazy ones. Um, This one here is future Rachel talking to Rachel. Um Breakable items flagged for carton packing. So in the WMS, when we inbound items, when we QC them, we put in the dimensions and then there is, there's two flags that we can put on. One for a conveyable item and one for breakable. So it, um, we, the, the packers know, hey, I need to make sure that I'm packing this the correct way because obviously damages are a huge, huge cost because reships and all that. Um, one thing that uh, isn't up here is the QC aspect of packing. We can go in and we can um, put controls on certain pickers. So say that day one employee. So any box that they touch, it'll alert the packer saying, "Hey, you know, Nate had Nate picked a line on this order," and so they would know, "Hey, I need to make sure that I'm looking at this one and making sure that I, you know, this one is correct." The packers can't see who picked what, but it's one of those things that it says, "Hey, you know, Nate has a pick on this order," Um, and then we can also do. Um, certain um, customers as well so um, we've got some customers that are QC only just make sure that they get an extra QC all right so it's an improved customer experience all the way over you know we have the 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 gift card um, message the integrated return label the QC to make sure everything uh, is found from picking um, decrease in carrier damages to make sure that all the breakables um, get put in there and obviously um, the better customer experience because if somebody has a bad customer experience, they're not coming back All right returns processing I turned, talked a little on this um, At 3PL it was terrible. It was very time-consuming very manual um, So like I said my returns clerk, he scans the barcode. It pops up everything on there um, We use a company called Narvar now to do all our returns So it's essentially just like an Amazon to where they log into their order. They can choose which items um, they're sending back If it's disco, they don't get to send it back, um, which has been huge, because we used to just get all kinds of old stuff. So that's been awesome. And then this goes straight, this feeds straight into our our ERP, so it makes it easier for customer experience to refund all of the customers. Um, And then the process, how this works, is we used to have to adjust it, like do the inbound into a certain location, do the return into a certain location, and then we had to Um, go put it in the pick face. We had to adjust out of that location, um, the inbound location, and then adjust into the pick face. And then, you know, so it was a lot of this and that. So this right here just goes straight back into the pick face because the guy walks around and scans it tells him which order to put it in. All right, so with this, him putting everything back together, uh, it's cut at least an hour A day on his processing time for all the returns. Um, On Mondays, we usually get about 70 ish returns. So, anywhere from 2 to 3%, he he touches about 2 to 3% of our orders as returns. Um, So, the enforced non returnable product that's one of those things like we used to just get all kinds of old stuff, or like, you know, we can tell it's been worn, and you're like, no, we're not going to take that back. All right, so this is the um, what the the, uh, the pickers see on a daily basis. So picks per hour, it shows them. You can see in the bottom left-hand corner, like where they're at um, for the day. So they're not having to run up to their picking lead. Hey, you know, hey, how am I doing? How am I doing? It tells them right there. Um, and then the quantity per hour, like if they're doing a bunch of B 2 Cs, it's going to be lower. If they do a bunch of B 2 Bs, it's going to be higher because of the min packs. Um, and so. It's, and it's real-time, so every time that they go back to this screen, it's, it's updated. Um, what we've been able to do is when we moved to the w, uh, this, the new warehouse, we didn't have standards set. We didn't know what we were going to do. So we set it at a certain number, and then like, everybody was able to crush it. So we we're like, hmm, after a year and a half of all that good data, we we're like, all right, so we're going to up you know the production numbers just 10 lines an hour, um, which has been incredible to be able to track that progression. Um, Receive real-time feedback so you know they can see exactly what what they're doing. Um, Like I said new hires we can go and talk to them like hey you know on on day one you know we try to you know have you around 30 and then every day get better and better. Um, And then what we've been able to do with all this data is we started a, a tiered bonus program. So baseline is our standard and then up another level, up another 10 lines an hour, another, you know, because it's essentially paying for itself because they're, you know, they're getting compensated but they're also getting more workouts so it's really um, helped out. Um, so with that, we've been able to, um, we do monthly talks for that bonus, so we do monthly bonus talks with them and essentially what we use that for is our annual reviews. We just use all that data that we already talked about um, and it, they know exactly what they hit. They know what errors they've hit. And so it's not one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't know I was doing that. Like, it's, we call it, the, our annual reviews, we call glorified bonus talks because it, we just review all of the data that we've talked about all year long. Yep. All right, um, so just going back. So this is one of the areas where we can see all of the um, statistics. So I can pull up statistics from my shipper my cycle counter, my drivers, uh, my QC clerks, uh, my pickers, my packers, all of that at any point. All that data is in there. This is for the month of January and my shipper shipped out 24,000 cartons. Um, so, you, and I can you know just see all of that information. What's really cool just to be able to pull it up um, for that. All right, so cost savings. This is a really cool tool that we have really um, used to save a lot of money. Um, We're able to put in the different rates for each carrier. Um, Before, you know, we were at the 3PL and then when we started the new warehouse, we were staying with FedEx because of a relationship. And we had a good relationship with FedEx. Oh, you know, this person that calls the shots has got a good relationship with this person. And then when we were able to put in the statistics for um, like the other one, it was a huge cost savings. So we can run different uh, models to negotiate better rates, um, use the historical package data for everything that we have, um, and we can compare it to different ship methods, we can put in different surcharges just to see the actual cost. Um, So we've used this for negotiation, um, and it's helped us change over uh, to to UPS from FedEx, and it saved us over $100,000, so we just outweighed the relationship with the cost. All right, so quotes from our CEO, our CFO, and then the VP of supply chain. Um, I mean, we're killing it and it's awesome. All right, some of the things that we've got planned for 2020, um, getting one of these fetch robots in that are gonna do some of our rush picking. Uh, So right now we have to do, we have to pull somebody from uh, the pick line to go do our rush orders. This is essentially gonna take the place of that so everybody can just stay um, in their zones picking and then the integration with Amazon Alexa. So if I'm having a meeting with my leads and I don't wanna go over to my computer and um, you know, pull up the dashboard and say, I can say, hey Alexa, how many lines have we picked today? And it would tell me how many lines we picked today. How many orders do we have to be picked? So it's just really cool. All right, well thank you guys very much. I appreciate your time. Um, if you have any questions, you can come up here and talk to either Mark or myself. Yes and there's natural life product giveaway at 7291 All right thank you guys